devotional podcast ministry of Bible Fellowship Church. Let's Talk is designed to give you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. For the last two Wednesdays, we looked at examples of Jesus explaining to his disciples what the final days of his ministry would look like. He explained to them that he would be betrayed and then handed over to men who would kill him, but then after three days, he would rise again. The first time he had this conversation with the disciples, Peter dared to rebuke Jesus, to which Jesus responded with his own rebuke, exhorting Peter to change his way of thinking and to set his mind on the things of God. The second conversation revealed that the disciples still did not fully understand what Jesus was describing. This was made clear by what happened after the disciples heard Jesus' words, and they began arguing among themselves about which of them was the greatest. They clearly didn't understand that they were in the presence of true greatness. Today, we'll consider Jesus' third conversation with the disciples about this same topic. In Luke 18, verses 31 through 34, we find these words. And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we're going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked, and shamefully treated, and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise." But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. In this passage, we find Jesus adding a few more details to his description of what was about to happen. It's as if Jesus added just enough information for the disciples to bring the picture into a little clearer focus with each conversation. Jesus explained to the disciples this time that everything written by the prophets about the Son of Man would be accomplished. That little detail was a new facet that reinforced the fact that what they were about to witness was not a random act of violence. This was part of God's plan from eternity past, and it was a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. Jesus also added details about the actual mistreatment, mocking, shameful treatment, being spit upon and flogged. From our perspective, we might wonder why the disciples didn't make a connection with some of the Old Testament passages that foretold the Messiah's mistreatment. Psalm 22, for example, or Isaiah 53, both of which should have been familiar passages to these Jewish men. But Luke says they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they didn't grasp what was said. They didn't understand because it was hidden from them. No wonder they couldn't grasp what was said. Why would it be hidden? Didn't Jesus want them to understand? Wasn't that why he was having these repeated conversations? Isn't that just a little strange? Maybe not. Maybe, instead, this was literally a hidden blessing. In the words of Michael Card, I cannot help but think that the hiddenness of it all was a blessing. How could they take another step if they understood what was waiting for Jesus? Isn't that a clarifying thought? What if the hiddenness was a blessing? This tells us so much about God's care for these men. 
He knew exactly how much information they needed at that moment in time. He loved them enough to personalize even their understanding of these events by how much information was revealed to them in each conversation. What a compassionate God. As Michael Card says, if they had known all that was ahead for Jesus, they might not have taken another step. They might have turned and run and hidden and only learned of the fulfillment of these events secondhand. What a difference it makes for us that these are the very men who were eyewitnesses to all the events surrounding Christ's crucifixion, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Jesus gave them in each conversation exactly as much information as he knew they needed, protecting them from receiving too much information too quickly. What a personal God. What a compassionate God. What a wise God. And he hasn't changed. He's still caring for each of us in this same wise, compassionate, and personal way. Haven't we all had experiences that were confusing and difficult in the moment? But looking back, realize that God was with us each step of the way. Had we known in advance what was ahead, we might have been too frightened or discouraged to keep going. It's only as we look back through the rearview mirror of life experiences that we're able to see how God was at work and we're able to recognize the important lessons God was teaching us. He's personally involved in putting these things together so that what we don't need to know at the time is blessedly hidden. We can be assured and thankful that nothing is just a coincidence with God. He not only knew what was ahead for each of the disciples, he knew just how much understanding of future events to give them in advance. The example of the disciples should encourage us that God knows and understands not only the situations we face, but he knows everything about us and loves us each deeply. In fact, he loves us so much that he has hidden blessings for each of us that he's waiting to reveal at just the right moment. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that nothing catches you by surprise. I praise you for the hidden blessings you're writing into each of our stories. Help us to trust you with the hiddenness and see it as the blessing you intend it to be. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for Let's Talk. Remember, come what may, you can trust God for hidden blessings. Thank you.